Thank you, Amo. Give Amo a round of applause. Okay, everybody. We are going to get very... Pre but before we start, everybody needs a Bible and everybody needs something to make notes on. Either a phone or pen and paper. Um, Leon, meneer Steenhuizen, can you come help me over here? You just come and hand out some Bibles quickly. If you don't have a Bible, just stick up your hand. Um, and the deal is, if you don't have a Bible at home, you're welcome to keep it. Um, otherwise, please hand it in when you're done, so that somebody else can get one. So you need a Bible and you need something to write on. The writing is going to take place a bit later, but we're going we're gonna to be reading. Hello, Poopy. Um, so so this month we, we're focusing on the Word of God. Okay? And uh, we can't talk about the Word of God and not read the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Okay. Although, even though if we don't talk about the Word of God, you should be reading the Word of God. Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. So I want to, by the end of tonight, I want to give you a tool. Um... Because what I've I've been praying about, um, and it also came up in the intercession. Oh, he's clever for the aunt. Can somebody please control that kid? <laughs> um, what God has been talking to me about is endurance and perseverance. And the uh, scripture that comes into mind is is in Ephesians six, where it talks about putting on the armor of God. And why do you need to put on the armor of God? Because um, the crap's about to hit the fan. In fact, in the, in the context of that verse, it's talking about the fiery darts that come and attack you. So it's not like you've gone looking for trouble. It's not like you've done anything wrong. But you become a Christian and you put a target on your back. Okay? And I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've experienced, but... You know, very often um, I hear something along these lines. Look, I, God led me to pray for this and this and thing. And as soon as we started praying, I experienced so much negative pushback. Um, I had so much fights with my family. I, um, I received um, bad news from work. Somebody got sick. Have any of you ever experienced that? It's like... It's like you do what God asks you to do and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose, sometimes but too literally. And the amazing thing that, that the Word of God does is it gives us tools to equip us, okay? And one of those tools is the Word of God, okay? The Word of God is not just there to have a relationship with God. I believe that the Word of God is first and foremost to have a relationship with God. Don't get me wrong. But I want to talk about some of its other uses tonight, which is when the enemy comes, stand firm, okay? And pick up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And um, I want to read another verse. So everybody open up your Bible to Matthew 4, verse 1 to 11. We're going to read, be reading a bit of Scripture today. Uh, Matthew 4, a specific part is about where 
Jesus disappears into the desert for 40 days, and Satan comes to tempt him. Okay. You guys there? Matthew 4, verse 1 to 11. Give you a second quickly. Verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. I always think that's hilarious. <laughs> you don't eat for 40 days. You have to tell us he was hungry. Anyway, thank you for the information. The, temp- the, the tempter came to him, tempter being Satan, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Please note Jesus' response. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, say, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, say, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, say, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left them, and the angels came and attended him. Okay, so what is Jesus' biggest tool in fighting temptation from the enemy? Scripture, okay? And more specifically, just for interest's sake, he's quoting Deuteronomy, okay? So if Jesus thinks that's a useful book to know, I would say you should probably write that down. Maybe go study Deuteronomy, okay? So just go to the next slide. Um, So Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, that's the first one. He quotes out of Psalms as well. Psalm 91 verse 11 to 12, Deuteronomy 6 verse 16, Deuteronomy 6 verse 13. So when Satan comes to tempt Jesus, Jesus lets the word of God do all the talking for him. He does not have to fight for himself. I don't need I don't need, I do not need to address you Satan for it is written say for it is written for it is written man shall not live by bread alone for it is written you shall not worship any other god you get you get me so for Jesus when he comes in into temptation or when he faces any trial any tribulation his response is God speaks on my behalf. I do not need to talk to you. Okay? This is something that we've got to know because, what, you know, you, you hear a lot of people saying, I don't want to fight my own battles. Okay, well, how do you know if you're fighting your own battles? It's when the enemy comes and gives you trouble and you're not quoting scripture. That's how you know you're fighting your own battles. Okay? If you're not quoting scripture... You're fighting your own battles because you're speaking in your behalf, not on the word of God. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So, and I'm sure if I was going to ask you, do you want to do things in your own strength? You're going to go, 
No, Luke, I do not want to do things in my own strength because you're very well-trained Christians. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to equip, hopefully equip you. So we're going to read in Ephesians 6. And we're gonna, then after we read Ephesians 6, we're going to get very practical. Okay, so open up Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 20. We're gonna, this is the, where Paul talks about the full armor of God. So, some of you might even know this off by heart. This is a very well-known passage. And um, it's usually, people usually pray it as a prayer. Um, I've met some people, they pray it every morning before they, they leave, um, leave the house. You know, they put on the full armor of God, and it's, it's very, very useful. But so I want to do, today I want to do a bit of a higher grade version of putting on the armor of God. Okay, so we pray these things, okay, dear God, I put on the breastplate of righteousness, I put on the helmet of salvation, I put on the belt of truth, and the Nike shoes of readiness, and... <laughs> Um, but how many, how many of, how many of you know that, that what Paul was referring to when he's writing to the Church of Ephesians is, he's writing to a, he's writing about a metaphor, okay? So he's using a metaphor that one must um, think of or meditate on righteousness, and when you meditate on righteousness. It is like putting on a helmet, okay? But very often we think of it in opposite terms. We think, if I pray about a helmet, then my righteousness is going to come, okay? And so very often what you get is this sort of scenario. Somebody, somebody goes, okay, they pray, I put on the helmet of salvation, and then they leave their house, and for some reason they doubt their salvation, Okay, and then what's the response to doubts of salvation? Well, do any of you know scriptures that speak about your salvation? Okay, so what did I define as working in your own strength? So when you're not quoting scripture, you're working in your own strength. Okay, so if, if you feel that you are doubting your salvation, the problem is not that you haven't prayed hard enough, the problem is that you don't know Scripture. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So it's very, very useful to pray, put on the helmet of salvation. But what's also very useful is to actually know what the Bible says about your salvation. Okay? And when you know what the Bible says about your salvation, you have put on a helmet that protects your head. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. It's... It's very, very useful to pray this prayer, but we've got to back it up with Scripture. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Okay, so Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand, take your stand against the devil's schemes. So when he's saying, put on the full armor of God, because in a few verses he's going to say, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So when he's saying, put on the full armor of God, what he's saying is, 
learn and read scripture. Okay? It's not a command to pray, although that is very useful. It's a command to pick up your Bible and read it. Okay? Meditate it. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Why does it start with the belt of truth? Why do you think? Truth. Why And why specifically a belt? Okay. So what what does a belt carry? What do you put on a belt? Now your gun. We don't deal with swords. I'm joking. It's a sword. Okay. So we've got truth. We anchor everything in truth. Who is truth? What is truth? Jesus Christ. Okay. So Paul is deliberately starting with a call to truth. And obviously, if you were reading this, you'd know, well, the truth is Jesus Christ. Okay? The truth is we anchor everything with He who is Jesus Christ. Okay? Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Okay. So, we take up the sword of the Spirit, and then we pray. Right? So, like I said, we're going to get very practical today. And in a minute, we're going to break up into groups. Okay? And then in the groups, you and your groups, you are going to find a verse for each one of those things over there, okay? And you're going to craft a prayer that you can pray, okay? Thank you, God, for your truth. And in your word, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life, okay? Thank you, Father, for your righteousness. Okay, do, you get, do you get where I'm going from this? And we're going to put on the Word. We're going to put on the full armor of God using the Word of God. Okay? So once, we, once you guys have your verses, okay, then you're going to pray over each other. And this, and this is how you're going to do ministry with each other. And the reason why I want you to write it down is because this is what, I want you to do this every day for the next week. Okay? I want you to take this, this prayer that you guys are going to craft today in your groups. And I want you to pray over it 
today in your groups, and then every day you're going to open up your notes, and you're going to pray this, what you, what you guys have found today. Are you guys with me? And we're going to trust, we're going to trust that God's going to do things, because you know, we've been talking around, I've been, I've been talking to a few people, we've also mentioned it before, that people are going through difficult times, you know. So what do we do? Well, we put on the full armor of God. So it's time to, it's time to get active, okay? So um, I want you guys to break up into groups. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there's seven things. I want groups of seven. And the idea is that you assign one of those things to each person to get a verse pertaining to truth, pertaining to righteousness, readiness, faithfulness, salvation, word of God, prayer. So you're looking for a verse that will speak to all. And if you get stuck, you can do what all great theologians do and Google it. <laughs> Lols. Um, okay, are you guys keen for this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you 10 minutes for this. Okay, so go, 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 go. Get your verses. Break up into groups of seven. Assign everybody a verse that they can look up. But don't craft your prayer just yet. Just get the verses for now. Just get the verses. One for each category. So you've got to think, you've got to be thinking, if the enemy were to come attack me, say, and say that I am not righteous, where in the word of God does it say, does it speak of my righteousness? Or if somebody were to come say to me, how do I know that the, that the word of God is true or that it is, has anything to do with God? Maybe it's man-made. What would the word of God say about truth? So you've got to think about how would you be attacked and what, does, what would the word of God say about that with regards to those seven categories? Okay, start finishing up. I'm going to continue. Just, just take what you got. Just take what you got. <laughs> okay, fine, 10 seconds. Okay, done. Okay, we're going to move on. Take what you got. Okay, so hopefully hopefully you guys have got seven verses, but if you just have six verses or five verses, it's fine. Okay? So what you're going to do now is between your group, you're going to take these seven verses and fashion them into a prayer. Okay? How many of you know that? It's incredibly powerful to pray scripture over yourself, okay? Or just to pray scripture in general, okay? Um, it's, not, it's not that God doesn't like theologically incorrect prayers. <laughs> um, he can take them. It's fine. It's, it's that these words are not your words. These words are the word of God. This is, 
the, um, the words that were breathed into life, spirit-breathed, okay? They weren't, and nothing that God says returns void, Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, full of power. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, and both joints and marrow, and judging the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Okay, they win. Um, <laughs> no joking. Okay, so you're going to you're going to form this into a prayer, okay, and then you're going to pray this prayer as a group. So the idea is that if you've got if you found a verse, okay, then you're going to pray that verse over the group, okay. So if you if you found a verse on truth then you pray that verse over your group. Okay, if you found a verse on righteousness, then you pray that verse over your group. But before you leave tonight, try and get all the groups, try and write down for yourself all the verses that you as a group got. Okay, because you want to take those verses and pray for them for over yourself during the week. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Okay, so you can go. So you don't have to... You don't have to write it down in one long prayer, but the person that got that particular verse, you pray that verse over the group, okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example of how to pray um, for a verse over, over yourself. So I'm going to pray out of Psalm 23, because Psalm 23 is a favorite of mine. Um, So, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, and I lack nothing. Father, thank you that it says in the word that you are my shepherd. You are the one that protects me. You are the one that, that takes me to green pastures. I'm not the one that has to worry about where my life is going to go, what's my purpose, any of those things that cause a lot of stress, Father, because you are the one that protects me. And thank you, Father, it also says in your word that I will lack for nothing. That as you take me to these places, I will not have to worry about finances or resources to get there. All I have to do is keep my eyes on you. And Father, thank you very much. And I bless you in your name. Amen. Simple, right? Take one verse, pray it over your group. Okay. So, go for it. Sorry, one thing that I forgot that I wanted to ask you to do is as you're praying through this list, okay, if you get if you get to say at every at every list, what I'd like you to do is before you pray that particular thing, is ask your group if there's anyone in your group that is struggling with that. So if you're gonna if you're about to pray for truth, ask is there anyone that doubts that Jesus Christ is the truth? Ask them to stick up their hands and then pray for that person specifically. Or maybe, maybe you, you, you've lost faith. Maybe you're going through a really difficult time and you're struggling to find faith. So ask the group, is there anyone in, in this group that is struggling with faith? Maybe you're going through a bad time. Maybe you're struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So at each category, ask people if that particular 
problem relates to you. Okay? Continue. 